Episode 55, the anniversary show. Well, a happy one-year anniversary to me, and a big thank you to you. And you are listening to episode number 55 of Mike Murphy Unplugged. Learn, create, move forward. I am your host, Mike Murphy. I'm a one-man band. I'm a technology junkie. I love helping people figure things out. And I am really excited to be here with you today. And the goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged It's to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. So episode number 55, it's hard to believe, but today marks the one year anniversary of Mike Murphy Unplugged. In this episode, I keep it simple. I share 10 lessons or takeaways that I learned in my first year as a podcaster. There's going to be no podcaster's toolkit today. We're going to jump right into the top 10 list. So I have released a new podcast episode every Friday morning since September 25th, 2015. So what did I learn? Number one, podcasting is a big commitment and hard work. Maintaining a podcast is harder than you think, harder than I thought. Once you launch a podcast, your mind switches to on 24-7. Everything you do and read is a potential topic and you are always thinking about what your next episode should be about. Then there's writing, recording, show notes, album artwork, social media promotion, newsletter, weekly Q&A, etc., etc. And you need to show up every week, deliver your best work over and over again. Like restaurants, you are only as good as your last meal. So each week you have to bring your A-game. This is tough, and I think this is the reason why many podcasters today are switching to seasons to get a little bit of a breather and a refresh. I'm not going to go that route, but I am always working at making the production easier on myself, as it can be pretty tough. And my advice to you is don't worry about the cover art and your titles and the technical and the audio stuff. Be aware that podcasting is a major time and mental commitment. And be honest with yourself if you are thinking about starting a podcast. Do you have the time and the energy to devote to it is more important than all the other stuff that comes with podcasting. Number two, I am proud to be a one-man band. One year of podcasting has taught me that the only way to sustain the long haul is to be yourself at all times. I know that I would get more downloads by doing interviews or being a guest on other shows or narrowing my niche and target audience, but I'm carving my own path. And this past year has really helped me realize that everything is a lot easier when you don't try to be anyone but yourself. Talk about what you want to talk about. This is your show. Make it yours. I am really proud of what I've accomplished, and the platform that I am building is all me. That feels good. Number three, podcasting has made me a better teacher, thinker, organizer of thoughts, and writer, graphic and web designer, photographer, animator, video enthusiast, audio engineer, recording fanatic. I am pushing myself to another level on my Mac and my iOS devices. My Adobe skills continue to expand with Audition, InDesign, Lightroom, Illustrator, Photoshop, all of the mobile apps. I am practicing what I preach. All right, number four. Personally, podcasting has made me more confident. I feel competent to teach. I have found my voice and my style. I am learning to respect the value of my skills and my talents. I trust my instincts more. I listen to my gut. I am a better communicator. I am a better decision maker. I get stuff done without worrying about what anyone else thinks. Well, that part was kind of pre-podcasting, but 
I have pushed myself really hard to be a better person and teacher and to live a life designed around my strengths and weaknesses. And podcasting has been the catalyst for it all. Podcasting is making me more self-aware and it's improving my character. Number five, podcasting can be fun and creative. Heck, I've recorded on a nude beach in San Francisco, an airboat in the Everglades, and on the beach in Naples. Podcasting is encouraging me to explore and push my tech nerd boundaries. Everything is a teaching moment now. Learning how audio works and testing gear and apps and different setups and scenarios, this is fun for me, and knowing that there's meaning behind it makes it even better. I think mobile and on-location podcasting and live streaming is a big deal. It's going to be a big deal. And while it may seem a little goofy and odd for some that I'm out on the beach in these weird locations, I use it as a way to inspire people who are intimidated by tech. If I can get good sounds sitting on a beach with less equipment than I have in my studio, then you can too. There are no rules to podcasting, so shake it up and have a good time when you can. All right, number five, the podcasting was fun. Well, number six, scripts are not so fun. I can honestly say that writing the script is not something that I enjoy doing. I am usually mentally exhausted when I finish writing each show. However, I know that my process of having a script is absolutely necessary for my style. It also makes all the difference in the world for how long it takes me to record and edit. And the scripts are not just for the show. They are going to be a major part of my book that I'm writing and for all the repurposed content that I will find the time to get to. I promise. This is all part of a bigger process. Rome was not built in a day. Number seven, done is definitely better than perfect. When I first started, I was obsessed about learning the audio and making my podcast sound as good as it possibly could. I learned everything I could about EQ and compression and Everybody's podcast seemed to sound better than mine, which was not really the case. But that's the way you feel when you first start. Everybody is doing a better job than you are. I have learned a ton about audio and I'm thankful for it. But I really don't strive for perfection anymore. I try to record with proper mic technique. If I screw up, I stop and record over it. And when I'm done, I chop out the gaps. I do very minor post-processing and editing. I put it all together in the multi-track and I export The first several episodes, I spent hours turning knobs and trying to get every single little sound perfect. Then I realized that I was getting the same or better by doing a lot less. So definitely less is more when it comes to the audio. Do not beat yourself up over getting perfect audio. Just do the best you can. Definitely try, but don't worry about it. It It's not as important as you think when you first start. Number eight, having templates and systems in place are absolutely essential. My show notes, cover art, episode art, ID3 tags, they're all templated. So once the audio is complete, getting the episode uploaded to Libsyn where I host my audio and scheduled on my WordPress website is really fast because I have everything pre-built with templates. It's changed the episode number and the title and I'm good to go. I told you in lesson one that podcast takes a lot of time and commitment It does. I learned early on that having the templates and the systems in place were a huge time saver and it made it so much easier for me to produce each podcast episode. Number nine. This past year, I learned that I stink at self-promotion and engagement. My goal from the start was to have the show be more of an Ask Mike Anything, where I got piles of questions and each show was spent answering them in one form of a lesson. Well, I don't get piles of questions or a lot of interaction, and guess what? That's all on me. 
I need to have better calls to action and really get a little more on the offense on social media and on the show, prompting you to reach out and get a hold of me. The reason I started the show in the first place was to help people figure things out. And without the necessary feedback, I really don't know if what I'm teaching is helping or not. And that's on me. I really need to be doing a better job promoting the show and making it easier for you to engage with me. Great content means nothing if nobody hears it. So please, let me know how I can help or tell me if there's something I could be doing better or differently. Your feedback does help. Which leads me to number 10. Feedback and reviews mean a lot. Every review or email or comment I get through Instagram or Facebook or on social media, wherever, means more to me than most people can realize. Podcasting can be a lonely medium, even for reclusive one-man bands like myself, and it makes my day when someone reaches out and thanks me for helping them find the right microphone or a piece of gear for their situation, or just to tell me that they enjoy the show. Knowing that I helped one person is the only thing I need to keep going. So the next time you're listening to any podcast, not just mine, if the podcaster says something that helps you or inspires you, take two seconds and let them know. It really is a big deal. It's a motivator for most to know that their voice is being heard. Author Karen Lamb said, A year from now, you are going to wish you had started today. And I could not agree more with this quote. I am really glad that I started when I did. I can suffer from analysis paralysis with the best of them because I'm an overthinker and I can talk myself out of most anything. But I do believe that it is never too late to do something that you want to try. So if you're on the fence, I encourage you to give it a shot. There's no harm in trying. And if you fail, so what? This year was really hard, but I did it. And now I have 55 episodes of really strong content. Most of it is evergreen. So I'm going to repurpose it in my book. Yes, my book. And I'm going to make those videos and courses that I swear I'm going to get to. It's hard, but you can only do so much. Okay, let's wrap things up here. The hard truth. I believe that launching my podcast will prove to be one of the best decisions I have made for myself, both personally and professionally, and I am not complaining about the hard work. This podcast is one part of a bigger puzzle I am trying to create, and I know that the work I am putting on now is going to pay off in the future. Patience is the key to most things in life. Everything takes time, but you have to take the initiative and start creating and doing and taking chances if you want to accomplish your goals. Hockey legend Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. Launching this podcast one year ago, that was my first big shot on goal, and I could not be more satisfied with how, how far I've come. But I still have a ton of work to do, and I will be making pivots along the way to make sure that I keep moving forward. Gretzky also said, skate to where the puck is going to be, not to where it has been. I launched this podcast to help me get to where I know that I need to be. I am not always sure what I'm doing, but I am sure in where I am headed. In summary, the first year was hard, hard work. The technical side of podcasting was fun for me. I really enjoy learning about the audio and testing all the stuff out so I can share it with you. This was the easy part. The hard part was definitely writing out the content for each show Week after week, I just put everything I had mentally into organizing each lesson plan or each show so that they were detailed yet easy to understand. Teaching visual topics with only audio, it's harder than most people think. 
But this is all part of the challenge and it is why podcasting has made me a better thinker and teacher. And I am always grateful for anything that pushes me to be better. So here's a quick little recap of the top 10 things that I learned my first year of podcasting and then we'll wrap things up for today. Number one, I learned that podcasting is a huge time commitment and it is really hard work. Not really a big surprise, but definitely it was confirmed. Number two, I learned that I am really proud to be a one-man band. I'm proud to do things my way. And guess what? When you start a podcast, you are going to do things unlike anyone else. This podcasting is all about teaching from your unique perspective. And that is something to own and to be proud of. Number three, podcasting has made me better all around technically. Teacher, thinker, organizer, writer, photographer, all the stuff that I do is just elevated because of podcasting. Number four, personally, podcasting has made me more confident. I feel good about teaching. I found my voice and my style that I was looking for. I am learning to respect myself, my skills, my talents. I trust my instincts. I listen to my gut, all those good stuff. Podcasting has made me a better teacher and it has really helped my character and self-awareness. And for that, I'm grateful. Number five, podcasting can be fun. It can be creative. Going out on the beach and recording with setting up stuff, that is fun for me. Learning all this stuff, I love doing it. And I'm stretching myself. I'm figuring out ways to teach that are different. Be unique. Number six, I realized that I really didn't enjoy writing the scripts and the content for each show, but I know that how important it is and it's going to pay off in the future. Number seven, done. Definitely better than perfect. The audio that I was obsessed about when I first started, it's not as important as I once thought nor is the artwork or the show notes or the SEO and the titles and all that stuff. Sure, it all is important and it all matters, but what really matters the most is that you show up week after week and you connect with an audience that is there listening to you. That is why they're there. They don't care about the technical and the audio and all the little stuff in between. Sure, you have to give it your best. You have to try to deliver quality, high-quality audio and content but just show up and be yourself because that's what matters the most in podcasting. And number eight, having templates and systems, absolutely critical. I knew that going in and I learned that they definitely save time. Number nine, I learned that I stink at self-promotion and engagement. Yep, I need to do a better job on the marketing all around and promoting the show if I want to grow the community. And number 10, feedback and reviews mean more to me than I ever expected. So keep them coming. And the final and most important thing that I want to say to you today is I just want to thank you for, especially for all the people who tune in week after week. It means everything to me and I really do appreciate it. In the past year, I have met some incredible people online and social media on Blab and now FireTalk through Facebook, Instagram. They really helped me and helped the show in one way or another, just through little gestures. So a big thank you to everyone who I've met along this journey. And like I say, it's the little things that matter. So who knows what's going to happen in year two, but I plan on keeping at it. I'm going to make some subtle shifts and pivots to streamline and open up some time to make more content, which I really need to do. But I'm a slow and steady wins the race kind of guy. So nothing too drastic. And by all means, if you have feedback, comments, suggestions on what direction you want me to take the show or what topics that you want to hear more about, fire away at mike at mikemurphy.co. As always, I do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. And for those of you that are new to the podcast, welcome. 
If you haven't already done so, please sign up for my weekly newsletter at mikemurphy.co forward slash newsletter. And just as an FYI, this is new, but I am offering one-on-one brain picking sessions that are an hour long where you can get my help or feedback on anything that you're working on or you need help with. These spots are limited. I'm only offering a few a month. So if you're interested, please reach out to me at mike at mikemurphy.co to schedule a session. And I thank you for joining me on this anniversary episode. I hope you join my one-man band and together we can learn, create, and move forward. Cheers. Cheers.